0: This week's episode of A Wee Natter is brought to you by Sip of the Past, for when you want a refreshingly furry aftertaste. I'm Mark, she's Jenny, this is indeed A Wee Natter, and I hate to start on a bad note, but I made a fatal mistake earlier today. Go on. I made the mistake of following the advice to go outdoors and enjoy it. You know, people are saying, oh, it'll be better for you, be happy, go out, enjoy the greenery, all that sort of stuff. I was stung Two times within two minutes by wasps. Oh, no. <laughs> I would nightmare. I'm not going outdoors again anytime soon. You know, it, it, it just does a number on you, doesn't it? What did
1: you do to upset them,
0: Mark? What did I do to... I exist. <laughs> That's all I did is just exist. And for some reason, that has completely upset the wasps. I've no idea what I've done, but I'm sitting here nursing uh, the, the stings that you get. So question for you dear listener if you've got any remedies for how to deal with wasp stings or anything like that i would be most appreciative of any advice you can give me uh, stick it on the social media at solid radio uk you could if you've got spotify when you're listening to this there is a the question and answer section where you can give me all the advice you give for wasps it'll be utterly useless because by the time you hear this it will have hopefully calmed down if i'm still suffering from wasp bites by the time you hear this that's some serious wasps I don't think they're wasps if that's the case. I think it might have been putting it up to something, <laughs> if I'm still suffering by that point. So, any advice you've got for how to deal wasp wasps things, get them on the social medias. But on a more positive note, I think we ought to carry on with the show. Now, if I said police camera action shows, you'd know what I was on about, wouldn't you? Mm. Um, in the old days, you used to have this chap.
1: I'm Sheriff John Bunnell. I've been an officer long enough to know that some things never change.
0: Some things never do change, but nowadays they've been shooting it up and it's more like thin blue line meets The Apprentice. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it's going. Maybe with a little bit less Alan Sugar, but I made the mistake, dear listener, I'm going to tell you to this, this to you, Jenny, as well, of watching one of those police interceptor shows, I think they called it.
1: Oh, yeah, I love those.
0: I can't admit I'm watching Channel 5, it's unreal, but I'm, I'm going to admit to it in public, and... I start watching the show. I'm going, I recognise that place. Oh, I used to live around it. Oh yeah, I know that place. So they're in Nottinghamshire at the moment and the episode keeps going on and I keep recognising all these places. Even the weed house. So they had a a weed den with all the, you know, where they had the big grow house and things like that. It's just opposite Burger King. So (laughs) I'm just thinking, they've got the munchies problem sorted out. That is clever thinking from whoever set that one up. But when I'm looking back at this, is it a good or a bad thing I'm recognising all the places in these shows? What do, what do you think?
1: I think that's quite a question. I mean, I can understand you recognise the place near Burger King because um, you're always in there, Mark. <gasps> harsh.
0: <laughs> harsh, harsh. I know I'm overweight, but that's just harsh. And realising how close to home this all is, I'll be looking at Edna's unused garage down the road. You know the one I'm on about? Mm. She hasn't been open in 20-odd years. And i will be looking just a little bit more closely. I swear the WI are up to something. That jam they flog at the local feet is just a little bit too moorish, in my opinion. (laughs) So it turns out, dear listener, that apparently Jenny has learned some massive news this week. You haven't even told me what's about yet. You've just gone, oh, they've got this big news. I want to tell everyone about it on the podcast.
1: Well, it all started in the bath.
0: And do I really want to know where this is going? This could <laughs> be going a whole host of ways. Like, I've discovered what aloof is.
1: <laughs> so it was a very, very kind of informative bath so um, I'll kind of give you a bit of background so I went up to Lincolnshire just to pop some flowers on mum and dad's grave as um, I do from time to time yep. and then what I then normally do is then I take a picture and then I basically send the picture to my brother mm-hmm. just to let him know that um, I've tidied up the grave and we've popped some flowers on so that then started a string of messages and he basically came back and said uh, do you know that you've got a famous step brother now i knew i'd got i knew one of my brothers was a step brother Mm -hmm. but it turned out the brother i was speaking to he he hadn't a clue that my older brother was a step brother so i thought it was talking about him so apparently it turns out that one of my other brothers is also a step brother and i mean he's in his early 70s unfortunately passed away last year but apparently it turns out that his brother, or let's say half-brother, yeah. is Peter Bowles. And if you don't know who Peter Bowles is, he's the guy that starred in To The Man Are Born. So, you know, with Penelope Keith. and I can't remember what the character he played in To The Man Are Born. Am, to I, allowed to, am I
0: allowed to pretend that I don't remember what The Man Are Born is? To make mm-hmm. myself sound younger. Oh, uh, do you lot?
1: know what? Now, if I'd have thought about this, I could have played you a bit of the music, the intro music, then it might have made you... Thing. oh yeah i remember that
0: yeah yeah so I, I i take it you're on about the actual uh guy that t- happened to take over the manor and then yes we, yeah i don't want to give away richard, the, plot to the end of it. richard
1: richard devere that's the character that he played but yeah it turned out but my brother apparently never knew about it my older brother's daughter started to do this research on um you know i can get the um oh what you call it ancestry and she managed to find out that a he was a stepbrother and b who who his father was so then when i started to look into the uh, peter Bowles on like wikipedia mm-hmm. he did indeed he was born in london but then i think when he was six his family came to live up in nottingham oh wow so i'm like yeah so uh, it's cool. and, but he never knew my brother obviously has passed away now never knew that uh peter Bowles was his uh stepbrother and the other thing as well, mm-hmm. which I found quite interesting, was that the brother that I knew was a stepbrother,
0: yeah.
1: he, his dad never knew he existed because apparently his dad was posted back to America. They found some letters that my mum had wrote to him, but his mum had never passed my mum's letters on to him, so he never knew he'd got a son in the United Kingdom. Never oh. knew.
0: Wow so basically you've been learning about you've been learning about all your family skeletons. Yeah yeah. So that that prompts a couple of questions from me. Maybe not talking to you, Jenny, because you, you've gone and sh- shared everything here. I'm talking about you, dear listener. Are there any family secrets you've come across, whether it is somebody that's related to somebody famous or just something that's come out the closet you want to share with us It's a bit bonkers, a bit daft? I would say get on the social medias. Mm. That'd be the way to do it. At Solid Radio UK or at Solid City, if you prefer to talk to cats, we totally understand it. You know, I know where you're coming from. A lot from. of
1: people do prefer to talk to Sotino. know. She's got um, over a thousand followers and they just love a daily chat with her.
0: Yeah, or if you've got Spotify and that's how you happen to be listening to this, we have opened a question and answer section where you can tell us all about your sordid family secrets. You can make some names up. We don't know, need to know the details, but just anything that's a bit funny, bit weird, bit different about your family. I'd love to hear it, dear listener. <laughs> One of these things you eventually realise as a grown adult, and I don't know if, I'm guessing I'm not the only person to notice this, is there are no rules whatsoever about what you can have for breakfast, are there?
1: Oh no, you can, if you've made the big time, it's cake, isn't it?
0: Have you actually done that before?
1: I have, yeah.
0: Yeah, is that the daftest thing you've had for breakfast? Or is that just the, you know what, that's what I have on a Wednesday?
1: I think that's that's probably one of the daftest things. I think that's what I've had for breakfast anyway. I can't think of anything else I've had apart from the normal cereals, that sort of thing, toast, but yeah, cake.
0: Yeah, I think the daftest thing I've ever had is literal ice cream. You know, it's the sort of thing kids go on about, yeah, let's have ice cream for breakfast. I've had literal ice cream. It might explain why the bus was popping wheelies while I was sat in the back of it.
1: You see, I like ice cream in the winter. You know, when people say, oh, God, how can you eat ice cream? It's, it's freezing. And like, to me, an ice cream's an ice cream. It's the same whether I'm having it in the summer or in the winter. I don't get why people say that.
0: I think it's because it's cold and you don't really want something cold when you're already cold. You don't exactly come into the house and go, yeah, it'd be brilliant if I didn't have any central heating. I, th- I think it's that kind of element to it
1: it just tastes nice as nice as it does in the summer in the winter so yeah i do like having a mr whippy you know but the thing is you can't find an ice cream van anywhere in the winter so you're a bit stalk. okay well
0: are you up for a wee quiz jenny mm. and how about you dear listener as well you can play along as well we're going to play a game called breakfast food or not mm-hmm. i have checked in with a few places around where we happen to live here in north Knotts. And checking whether they are breakfast food or not. And if you get the answer right, it's a if you get the answer wrong, it's a and with simple it. as that. <laughs> High score wins. It that's all we're doing. So, first option, pancakes with cream. Is it a breakfast food
1: or not? Pancakes can be a breakfast food, but I'm not sure with cream. Um oh yeah, let's say yes. Spawn, there is a cafe literally half a mile down the
0: road that will sell you pancakes with cream at 7 o'clock in the morning. (gasps) How about, for number two, a
1: fry-up? Well, yeah, I'd definitely say a fry-up was breakfast food.
0: Yeah, it's a big obvious one. Mm. I had to give everyone
1: a point. You included dear listener as well.
0: Number three pizza
1: well not really but i guess if you're coming in clubbing and then you buy yourself a pizza and then you fall asleep and then you realize when you wake up you've not eaten your pizza that's the first thing you go for you finish off your pizza so that's a bit of a tricky one that could be a yes or a no but if you look at it logically it's a no spot
0: on <laughs> the fact you said when you come in clubbing when was the last time you came back in from a club <laughs> <laughs> you wanted it there uh, no pizza's not a breakfast food but i would argue on that one mm. there's nowhere flogging it but you know i would eat it how about number four square sausage which if you've never been to scotland is like the innards of a sausage smash with a hammer into a flat patty in a bap is it a breakfast food or not
1: well, we call them sausage cobs here, don't we? Um, so, for me, it would be a breakfast, yes.
0: It is wrong. Nobody should eat them, but you are <laughs> right. Uh, number five is a buttery, which you've never heard of it before. It's sort like a bread or a croissant with enough lard to be a fire and a health hazard at the same time. They are beautiful. You put even more butter on the top of them. But are they a breakfast food or not?
1: Yeah, you see, when I've gone out occasionally to some posh hotels, which sometimes I do, you do have these these patisseries and croissants and things on the breakfast buffet. So mm. I wouldn't myself, but I'm still going to go with yes. I mean, it's
0: a bit of a trick question, that one. It could mm, be either. Uh, yeah. I think it should be, but the bigger problem is you just can't get them round here. <laughs> uh, we, we need to resolve that. Butteries need to be just a national food. It's not going to help the health crisis. It's not going to help the obesity crisis, but it will make everyone happier, yeah. and which is only a good thing. And finally, number six, is this a breakfast food A burger. No. (laughs) You are wrong, because, funnily enough, uh, one of the burger chains, one of the big national ones, sells them along with their breakfast offerings. So my book, that counts. (laughs) So, how do you think you did?
1: I did five out of six. That
0: is not too Mm. shabby, in honesty. And how about you, dear listener? How do you do scoring out of six? Let us know in the usual feedback ways on the internet, on the socials, all that kind of thing. But the important lesson in all this, that we all need to learn is that every food can be a breakfast food, even a Sunday roast, if you could bother to start cooking at four o'clock in the morning. It is a wee natter, and at the time of recording, dear it is September, which means what? What do you think it means, Jenny?
1: Uh, You've got to wait Greendale when it ends.
0: Well, yeah, but I'd, I'd hate to be in Green Day, especially on Twitter or something like that nowadays. Every single person's going to go, <laughs> September's ending, isn't it? <laughs> on the 30th. You, you know it, your, your feed would just be full of things like that. No, September means this. Yeah, I'll admit, I might be jumping the gun a little. I am getting looks of death from across the table, dear listener. Uh, but, you know, half term's got to be, what, like a week or two away now? And the dead giveaway that we're getting into the Christmas season is tins of chocolates. They are now in the shops. They but are. how much do you think they're going for nowadays?
1: Well, you see, I've seen them. I've seen the offers. I've seen that you can get two for £7. Two it's outrageous, £7.
0: isn't it? It mm. is outrageous. There's inf- If you want to see inflation... Yeah, we could look at all our likey bills and things like that. Just look at how much a tin of chocolates cost Two for seven quid. It's mm. outrageous. But the creep on Christmas getting early, earlier, it isn't anything new. You know, 10 plus years ago, I had a job where we had to put up the Christmas tree early. How early do you think we had to do it? I'm going to say August. You are spot mm. on. We had to put it up in August for various dull, unexciting business reasons, but... If you're already getting in the mood, dear listener, I can tell you if you go on Spotify and you search for Solid Radio at Christmas, our entire Christmas playlist from when we were a radio station before we did the podcast stuff is on there. So you could go nuts for Christmas any of the 365 days of the year. You don't need to wait for it to come and turn up. But this also got me thinking, right? So Christmas seems to start early earlier, doesn't it? Mm. Why don't we do that with other holidays? You know, like Halloween. Why doesn't Halloween start in July?
1: Well, I don't know. I was in a store a couple of weeks ago and they'd already started to put the Halloween merchandise in. But again, that's August time again. So they had started with the ornaments and, you know, like the tablecloths and stuff you can buy. I yeah, I think,
0: I think I quite enjoy the spooky mm. stuff to go down to the beach with and skinning kids so I can get, <laughs> a bit, you know, at least five yards of beach to myself. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah. Or, you know, even starting Easter in December. Wait, yeah I could go with that Wait, wait a minute When do they start scaling cream eggs again?
1: <laughs> I want to talk to you About garden centres I think it's a place Where we've all been Even though you think It's somewhere where Let's say the Elderly generation Like to potter around Not anymore It's not I think They've got to be The new in place to be Because Each time you go You can't park And when you do park You can't move People with trolleys brimming to get to the till. And then they get, there's £200, mate. And you're like, you what? And that's just the tea rooms. But seriously, are people buying for the sake of impressing the neighbours? Hey, look at my begonia. And I've got a clematis. I-, I thought that was some kind of a disease, but apparently it's some kind of plant. I wanted a simple tree. One of those that's kind of, you know, shaped like a snake. Would you call them? Topreys? I- 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 I-
0: See, so, let me get it straight. You want to get a tree... Yeah, that's shaped like a snake. Yeah, I don't know what you've got That That's not a tree, that's a snake. <laughs> I'm, I'm confuzzled on this one, but I, I will let you continue, I'll let you carry on. You're, you're looking for one of these
1: Yeah, ones. I was looking for one of those things, and mm-hmm. no matter what size, you think, well, if I go for a small one, it's going yeah. to be quite reasonable. It's not, it's like £60 for the size of a pea, and I'm like, how in God's name do you keep that in shape? So I think, I thought, you know what, I'm looking for one. Do you know why? I want to impress the neighbours.
0: So you, you you are going to get a tree <laughs> that looks like a snake to impress the neighbours. Yeah. I mean, you can make it look like something that might get compared to a snake. Very, you know, very phallic looking thing. You can cut it into that shorter shape. I'm sure the neighbours will love you for every moment you've got that in your front garden. But that's maybe just the sort of person I am. That's the sort of thing I would do to wind neighbours up. It sounds like you actually want to be friendly anyway. You, you you're trying to do the heist of bouquet thing, aren't you?
1: I see. I don't know much about gardening, but I do mm. like a nice garden. So, and I've got this habit of like we'll go around a garden center yeah. and then I ask questions when like if I like if I go with you and I'll say, "What well, do you think this is one of these um evergreen plants do you think it keeps its leaves or do you think it loses it when does it flower none of us have got the answer but for some reason we still keep asking the same question so you do you get a little bit of uh, google that don't you your phone's your friend you you google it and you're like hmm is this an evergreen um where's the best place to plant this you know there's there's so much to choose from that you're getting a bit lost with it all to be perfectly honest
0: so does this need to become an intervention where we introduce you to Alan Titchmarsh and Beechgrove
1: Garden. Yeah, uh, I need want to have that moment with you. If there's any l- gardeners out there, Uh-oh. I want colour all the year through. And I like shrubs because I like to have a nice shrub that can provide sooty with some mm-hmm. some shade, you know, a bit of protection. But I don't want the I, I've brought shrubs from certain places where, let's say from October onwards, they shed the leaves and it's like you've got three twigs. And I don't want that. I just want I want them to be Evergreen. Uh, you, you, I know this. What do you call that?
0: So, so what you're saying is you want some consistent colour all year round. You yeah. want it to be fairly low maintenance and yeah. you want it to look stunning. I do. I have the solution for you. And if you think you could do any better, dear listener, you can come in and join in. You can give us all the feedback and you can tell us what needs to be done. But my advice to you, Jenny, is... Concrete, AstroTurf and paint, you can make it any colour you want. Everyone is a winner.
1: If anybody wants to come and do my garden for me as well, I'll be very appreciative.
0: Yeah, they'll send you a bill as well. (laughs) You do
1: know that. This happens
0: to be a wee natter. I'm Mark, she's Jenny, and I don't want to alarm you, dear listener, but I went on the internet. Fatal mistake. It is full of cats playing keyboards. I lost hours of my life to that. I mean... Take a look at this, Jenny. So cute with his little jacket on, isn't he? Oh, lovely, yeah. Oh, he's brilliant, isn't he? Yeah, I also came across one of those daft questions. You know, not the one saying, you know, your mother's maiden name will predict your wealth. Stick it in the comments. (laughs) You know, don't answer those. If you have, I suggest strongly you change your banking details. Mm -hmm. It's usually fishing for that sort of thing. But the question I came across... You're now named Lil, plus whatever is to your left. What is your new name?
1: Oh, my word. Lil? Sotty the Solid Radio Cat. She's on my left.
0: You're calling yourself Lil Suits, so so the solid, solid, solid Radio Cat. Yeah,
1: she's here.
0: So if you became a rapper, that's a mouthful. It is a bit, isn't it? Yeah, no DJ's ever going to see your name on what the radio. What about Lil
1: Cat? Lil Cat. Lil Suits. You're going to call yourself Lil Suits?
0: Lil Suits, yeah. Lil Suits. <laughs> 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 mine when I did this was Lil Bog Roll oh god <laughs> you'll, you'll never guess where I was at the time I dear, no listener. idea no idea <laughs> whatsoever uh, where all the best internetting happens of course and you know I like the idea so much you know I'm thinking about using the brand as a way of flogging the 2000 rolls of toilet roll I've got in my garage from just some mild panic buying a few years ago you know cut each roll in half draw a little cartoon face on it who wouldn't want to wipe a little Bog Roll seriously who wouldn't want to wipe a little bog
1: roll I prefer
0: little sorts (laughs) I don't know I'd probably like a little bog roll and on that note I'm going to open this up as a question to you dear listener what would your name be it's Lil then whatever is to your left Uh, we're going to open question answer on Spotify we're on the social solid radio UK solid sooty all that good stuff and we will have a look at some of them in the next episode how does that sound I can't wait ooh (laughs) That was it for a wee natter in this fine episode, dear listener. If you happen to be one of those people that have just come across the show by chance, or your mates making you listen to it on the bus, well, if you need to find the show again, just look for Solid Radio on all your various different podcasting tools and software and things like that. So whether it's Apple, or Amazon, or even your internet browser, whatever you happen to listen to podcasts on, just search for solid radio and you know you've got the right thing when you see those two double purple mountains. When you're seen twice and you're seeing purple, you know you're seeing. solid. And they've not had a drink. <laughs> I don't know. It could be more interesting yeah. if you just pick random purple double things. Uh, if you get the chance to leave a comment and star and whatever on this podcast, remember five stars is the absolute minimum you're allowed to leave. Yeah. Otherwise it won't work. And you know, if you put something like it's an audio experience that will make you question your place in the universe or even, is this a new law on the internet? So long as you're commenting, sticking the stars, that's the important thing. And on top of that, a wee natter is solid radio production.